Every week they talk about music coming into Milwaukee and music coming out of Milwaukee. Here's Evan Ritleski of 88.9 and Piet Levy of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. This is Tapped In. Hello, hello, hello. I am Evan here with Piet. This is Tapped In. This week we are talking about our favorite Milwaukee songs of 2021. I'll be honest, last week we talked about our favorite Milwaukee albums of 2021. I didn't get to fit all of them in because there are so many. This week's episode, we're also sort of nodding to albums we really like too. Just doing it through the guise of songs because there's a lot of great songs. Uh, Piet, what song do you want to share with the people? Well, to start, I'm going to share a song that wasn't on an album because uh, this artist has only done a couple of songs, but this song was really powerful. And this is one of the first songs that uh, she did uh, solo. It's Joyride by Murphy Kay, an artist I didn't really know much about. And uh, and that's really not necessary because as soon as you play it, it's like you just feel this amazing instant kinship with her because her song is uh, it's just so vulnerable and so powerful. It's kind of reminiscent uh, a bit of like uh, the Phoebe Bridgers, Lucy, Lucy Dacus kind of world of, of really powerful kind of uh, cathartic, dramatic, but still intimate uh, indie rock. Um, and the way the song works is it just, again, it's, it's Kay's voice, very kind of vulnerable. There's some kind of little strumming there. It kind of ebbs and flows and ebbs and flows it seems like it's going to really kind of peak and then kind of pulls back and it peaks and pulls back until you get to this really amazing big finish that's just really well earned and just really moving uh, and that's a song that just has been stuck in my brain ever since i heard it that one first time it, it is a knockout the the emotion really sticks with you and and just like you piet i am waiting for her full length um she's bounced around from a couple projects she was in a band she had a solo project with the name we can't say on the radio. Uh, this this felt like her arrival. This felt yeah. like, hey, I'm ready for people to hear it. I'm changing my name to something you can say on the radio. Uh, I want to get played on the radio. I'm really excited for her 2022. Um, I cannot wait to hear more music. So my pick, Piet, is by a band called North Warren. They're uh, sort of like an indie rock band solo project. They put out a tight little EP. It is just 10 minutes. It is four songs. And I could pick any one of the four songs for the segment. They are all really, really catchy, compact little guitar pop songs. Sort of reminds me a little bit of like early Cloud Nothings, where it's it's just got this woozy feeling. It's, it's just one person uh, sort of channeling their angst in these like catchy little songs. But the, the one that really sticks with me is the closer, Died in the Wool. It is just this like glorious little tangle of guitars. Um, it, it is so catchy. I, I could, it's not often I can listen to an album or an EP twice in a row. This one, sometimes I double dip. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? It's over. I'm going back for a second helping and I'll just, I'll let it run through once again. No, that's a that's a really good pick, and there's a, there's a lot of good stuff in that world, and I uh, I have a suspicion we'll be kind of talking about more kind of indie rock people uh, in this episode here, but I'm going to go ahead and pivot to something very different with uh, with synth pop with Immortal Girlfriend and their track Others. Uh, people who follow this podcast know what we talked about Others at the halfway point of the year when we talked about the best uh, music so far, best songs so far, and Others was like my favorite song so far. That did not change. There's been a lot of great songs, but I cannot shake others. Uh, Immortal Girlfriend um, is a, a group that has been making some really good kind of kind of brooding sort of 80s synth um, bangers, pop bangers um, for a few years now. 
you know, kind of like the weekend, but less kind of less poppy, really. It's almost like a, a mix of kind of more of the brooding early weekend stuff with more of kind of the 80s sound that he's embraced in, in more recent uh, times. Uh, and I feel like they kind of hit this, this sweet spot that the weekend himself hasn't quite done in a, in a single song. Uh, but others is just so good because it just really kind of builds and builds and builds. It's got this really amazing kind of fuzzy loaned end on it. And there's this really great break with a, a helicopter flying in. You just feel like you're just like, you know, on the streets in the 80s in Miami and, and things are going to go down. And then it kind of rum, you know, rams right up with this incredible uh, electronic drum beat to kind of bring it home. It's the best they've done. And they've done a lot of good it, stuff. It is a dramatic song. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> They did not hold back, you know, like there's tasteful and restrained, which I think Immortal Girlfriend do quite well. And then there's just going for it. And it is always fun to see a Milwaukee band go for it. We have so many more awesome picks we're excited to share for you. Stick around. We're going to get into them all after the break. It's the most charitable time of year. And we have a way for you to give a gift to Radio Milwaukee and yourself. Donate your unwanted car, truck, motorcycle, or boat, and let us take it off your hands. Your gift will support the music and stories you enjoy every day, and it may even qualify you for a tax deduction. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org cars to schedule your free donation pickup today. All right, we are back. Evan Piet tapped in Milwaukee songs of 2021. So many to get into. Let's let's bring it down a little bit. This is uh, a little sad to discuss. Uh, we were making this list uh, just shortly before Thanksgiving, and and one of my picks is from an artist who's no longer with us. Uh, it is the song "Antidote" by Big Juan. Big Juan was a uh, Milwaukee rapper, and I think he was. I think he was going to be really big. I, I think. Uh, I think that was clear from the first time you heard him. The, the first time I heard him was when he was 17, he dropped a track. Um, and I'd never heard somebody rap like that in Milwaukee before. Where it was like, whoa, this kid has such a distinct flow. It was it was compact. It was funny. It was really, really droll. He was using all this hyper-technical wordplay and he just had this blasé voice, like he was unimpressed with his own cleverness. He was unimpressed with you, the guy he was cutting down in his raps. And he was unimpressed with himself because it, it was so easy. He just made it look so easy. It was the coolest flow. He was so funny. And you could just you could just tell he was a star. And that's not totally unique, Piet, for uh, Milwaukee rap. I think if you listen to Milwaukee rap all the time, you're you're finding these kids who come up and you go, that kid could be a star. Uh, Big Juan was one of those kids, but I think he was also more than that. I think I think he could have been the future. I really think this is a guy who was going to move the bar for all of Milwaukee rap. Um, people were just paying attention to him right from the start. Uh, he was he was just doing great stuff. This, this track, Antidote, my favorite. It's it's got that sense of humor. Uh, it's got all these weird stops and starts. It doesn't really sound like Milwaukee. It, it's 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 unique. It's funny. It's different. It it's short. It pulls you in. Big Juan made you pay attention. And uh, yeah, so we are recording this just just shortly after after news of his death, and um, I'm still in shock. It it is one of the biggest losses, you know, in terms of all lives 
uh, it's a tragedy when any life is lost. But in terms of like artistry and, and what the city's seen lost, I think this is one of the, the biggest Milwaukee music deaths I've seen in my very long time covering Milwaukee music, just because he was just getting started. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you've nailed it all perfectly, Evan. It's incredibly sad and it's, uh, it's hard to still process. I mean, he, he, he died on Friday and, um, we're recording here on Tuesday. It's been a few days, but it's still just kind of a, it's just a shock. You know, I, I spoke, I did a story for the journal Sentinel and I spoke to his manager, uh, bags, who was just like, we just had, so, there was just so much in store. There was so much you wanted to do. And I spoke to a, a family friend, Hilda Yato, and, She's just saying he was just constantly, and I think he could sense this in his music. He was just constantly like interested in the next thing, being the the next song. That's kind of what made him most excited. Was he just wanted to keep doing better and do better and do better? You mentioned Antidote, which is a really good song. He just uh, on the day that he died, the song, uh, the video for the song Designer Drugs came out, and I think his flow was getting even better. Uh, you know, I mean, it was just getting even more. Uh, just sharper and and kind of funnier. And I just I love the like you, you mentioned the delivery of. Um, his voice would be so droll, um, but at the same time, this the word the wordplay was just so sharp. And occasionally there'd be a slur kind of thrown in there, like like a, like a curveball, <laughs> like a word would just be like, and it just kind of slur it, and then he'd just be snap it right back in there, snap it right back in that flow. <laughs> so impressive, such an impressive talent, an impressive artist. You mentioned his first project was came when he was seventeen. That was just that was just two years ago, and and in those two yeah. years, he just really accomplished a lot. He was getting. Um, hundreds of thousands of views for you know multiple songs on YouTube. He was getting ready. He's released uh, two projects: Dog Slayers, Dog Slayers Two. Uh, his manager said Dog Slayers Three. He was ready to drop that on his birthday. What would have been his twentieth birthday? And, and the plan is still to oh. do that. Uh, that'll be January twenty fourth. Um, you know, Pitchfork nine months ago did a, did a story um, looking at the, the hip hop scene that you've been covering for years. It, it started getting some national attention with Pitchfork. And, um, you know, they, they, they only had so much space. They can only really highlight like five of the artists kind of really breaking out. And along with like uh, Lakia or Chicken Pea, you know, folks that have been at it longer or on a bigger level, they also, they, you know, Alphonse Pierre, the writer for that piece, had to single out Big One because he was just that good, that distinct. Um, it's, a, it's a huge, huge loss, huge loss. And, uh, you know, I, the, I think you know, his music will, will live on and his impact on the scene will live on. And, um, you know, again, talking to his family friends, I mean, they had a kind of a balloon release for him Sunday and they were just stunned how many people came out to that. They had to find a new venue for his service when that comes together. Cause the venue they picked was going to be way too small. Um, this is, this is an artist who in, in two short years, um, you know, has a legacy that's going to span many, many, many years uh, in, in this city yeah. and potentially beyond. Long live Juan. That is the the rally cry among his fans. And and I think you're right. I think uh I don't think he's just gone and we don't hear about him anymore. I th- I think I think his his influence is, is gonna last for a long time. It it is an incredible legacy. And I will say this just to pick up the conversation a little bit, uh, because it's so sad to talk about. It it reminds me a little bit of when young Dolph died uh just a few weeks ago, and I was devastated by that. Um that that death hit me. Uh, really, really hard, and uh, I would be listening to his music. You know, I'd be, I was, I was in, in tears actually because I related to Young Dolph a lot. He's, he's a father. I'm a father. I just, there was a lot about that man's life that I connected with, and so I, I was like, like really tearing up. And then I'd be listening to his music, 
and I would laugh. <laughs> Even as I was like, you know, sending out sad tweets about him, I would chuckle because Young Dolph was funny and the music was a pick-me-up. And in Big Juan, there was a little bit of that too. You know, here I am on, on Friday processing the death of this impossibly young man and chuckling because he was that clever and that's that's the legacy he left. Um, a lot of the tributes to him are are happy. You know, there, yeah. there, there are, you know, they're the bars he left behind, the style he, he created for himself. Um, he, he accomplished quite a bit. We will move on to happier territory, artists who are thankfully still with us. Piet, what, what will put the people in a better mood after that sad conversation? Yeah, no, sure. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about Classic, who's an artist we've talked about a lot uh, on the podcast over the years, who's been really doing amazing things, I think for like a decade now. I think it's been officially a decade since Classic's uh, first project. And Classic was an artist, is an artist who's always been so ambitious. There were times uh, earlier in his career where it seemed like the ambition was kind of eclipsing what he could actually manifest um, because he just he always just dreamed so, 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 so big uh, beyond kind of what, you know, mortal men and women could kind of accomplish as, as artists. He was just that kind of person. But it really got to a point where these huge dreams really matched up and, and the, the execution of, of his dreams really matched up um, with some like those, I, th I think it really, I feel like for me, the turning point was like these Alverno presents shows where he did, he did one for like a tribe called quest. And that was just like a stunning show. That was like uh, early 2017. I was like, you know, this is a guy who's long been extremely promising, always already doing amazing stuff. If not always super consistently high level it's finally reached that consistent high level point. And since that point, it's just been really great stuff over and over and over and over again, including on uh, this one-off single he did this year, Black Holiday, which he released um, on Juneteenth, um, you know, which was a song he wrote uh, as the Black Lives Matter protests were surging in Milwaukee um, you know, in early summer 2020. And, you know, the song really is about just celebrating black, black pride, black excellence, uh, and also just having people take stock that, you know, just to be alive itself is a celebration. Um, it, you know, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of kind of the same sort of thesis statement for like Webster X is Black is Beautiful bike rides. You know, it's like uh, there's all this heaviness in the world right now and there's so many things that are unjust. And here was, uh, you know, here's a song just like with those bike rides. Here's a, here's that was an event where, you know, we take stock of that. We take stock of that heaviness. We also just celebrate the ability to kind of be together. Mm -hmm. um, and that song really kind of nailed it in, in that way too. So a really wonderful song from him. Also, by all means, check out his Bucks and Six song. By far the best Milwaukee Bucks song <laughs> that will ever be made. <laughs> I know Chance the Rapper is allegedly in the studio working on his own Bucks song. Uh, <laughs> it'll never, and Cheryl Crow I think is too. And they'll never, no one, no one will do a Bucks song as great as Bucks and Sick with such specificity and uh, with so much love for the team. Like that song, <laughs> really great. Um, one last rap pick from me. This is a song we've we've discussed on the air, so we don't need to to go into it too much. But it is such a knockout song. This is Solo Key's comeback single, Out of Sight. Out of Mind, Solo Key, one of the, the big pioneers of Milwaukee street rap scene. Um, 
really a guy just so funny, has the most interesting flow where he enunciates every word and he crams in so many words and his, his use of language is just, just great. His storytelling is great. He is an eccentric, kind of a divisive figure. You know, he's, he's one of the leaders of the Milwaukee rap scene, but you got to have an opinion about him. He came back uh, after a couple years away in jail, came back with this big first day out single called Out of Sight, Out of Mind. And, you know, the, the premise of the song is people are talking about me. They're, they're wondering about me. There's a lot of rumors about me. I will address it all in this one track. And he does so uh, with a mix of honesty and embellishment, humor and pathos. It is just a bravado uh, knockout track where he just explains his thought process and why he's doing what he's doing and what he wants next for his career and how he's navigating his legal troubles. And uh, if you didn't know Solo Key before this one song, you know him after. You know, you spend you spend four minutes in his very busy mind space and you've got a sense of what he's all about. Um, it really just put him back in the map too. You know, when when a rapper goes away for a few years, there's no guarantee they'll reclaim that stature, that buzz. And I think Solo Key ensured uh, people will continue to pay attention to him with just one track here. Yeah, I and mean, it's a really amazing track in the way also uh, it's not a traditional track. And I think that was so brilliant. It's not a uh, verse, chorus, verse kind of sort of deal here. I mean, it's just kind of going and 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 going. And it just, he just kind of keeps building and building and building and building. And that's just, the flow just doesn't stop. It just goes for like, I don't know, it's like four minutes or something like that, five minutes. And just, just keeps accelerating, keeps accelerating, keeps accelerating. And that's what makes the song so powerful too, is he's just got so many great ideas in it, but it's just the way it's delivered as well where there's just no release. It's just the tension. It just gets wound and wound and wound and wound and wound until finally the, uh, the production kind of breaks out a little bit and it just snaps and you're just like floored. It's a really great, I mean, that's, that's as great. You can, of, you can tell we both love this track. Yeah. Yeah. That's as great of a comeback. Song but that's what you, you listen for. This is why we listen to music, you know, to, to, to find that track that gets us that worked up where we're like, damn. Yeah. That was, that was, <laughs> and that was, that was a damn, uh, Piet, what other track made you go? Damn. Yeah. Well, here's another one, a totally different world, but it's called Greenskeeper by an artist uh, who's unlike any artist I've ever heard uh, named Kyle John Kanowski, um, who uh, last year I was really struck because he did this hand animated music uh, video for a song he did called Trustwormy for the album. And the, the video was just so amazing. He spent more than 2000 hours animating that thing. But the music itself also was just really well matched to this sort of psychedelic, dreamy sort of vision he had. And he's still making a, a really amazing music. I, I feel like sometimes it reminds me of like uh, the Beach Boys if, you know, they were trying to make some sort of nightmarish soundtrack for like a David Lynch movie. That's kind of how it comes <laughs> off to me. I mean, and so this song Greenskeeper, uh, it's just... It's just crazy to me. It's just a crazy song just loaded with all this kind of wild instrumentation. His falsetto can be very sweet, but because it's so sweet, it's also very disturbing. <laughs> and it's just a really <laughs> stunning thing. And 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 Greenskeeper too, I just feel like it loads on, you know, like like um, you know, Trustworthy didn't really have a lot of lyrics, and Greenskeeper is just loaded with with lyrics. So even his lyrical ideas are starting to match his uh, instrumental ambitions as well. Two, two more tracks I want to give love to as we wind down our episode here. One is by Milwaukee R&B singer Alexa. It is called Wishin'. It sounds so good. I know we've talked a lot about a lot of these songs with grand narratives, 
Uh, this song doesn't need a narrative. It is just a great bump and grind track from a, a young R&B singer I'm really excited about. The other track is by a band that deserves a lot of love. Uh, this is an indie rock band called Versio Cures. They put out their sophomore album, Quit, which is a great name for an album. And this is the song, Recess. Although I could have picked a lot of songs for the album because there's a lot of cool songs for the album. But this song in particular just sounds like a circus to me. It's, it's bright and buzzy and just brimming with guitars. Uh, it just, every, every instrument seems to be vibrating with energy in this song, which is really fun because the, the band's songwriting perspective is not that bright and buzzy. They're kind of a, a buzzkill band. The lyrics are very grumpy and ornery. Uh, songs about defeat. I mean, the name of the album is Quit. Um, so there, but there's a sense of humor to it, though. And there's this contrast between these, like, hooky guitars and these mopey vocals. You know, it's it's a combination as timeless as the Smiths. I really think they found a new spin on it. Versio Cures. If you haven't checked out that album, Quit. Really cool album. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about how we are going to use this episode to kind of uh, do shout-outs to, even though we're talking about songs, do shout-outs to great albums. That is a really great album. That's an album that's on my uh, my top 10 list. Um, so really good one. I'm going to add one more song because I think then we'll get to the rounded 10. Um, yes. And that's going to be... Quarant- How disappointed would nine be? <laughs> All right, those are our favorite nine Milwaukee songs of 2021. We're done. <laughs> so here's number 10. It's Quarantine Baby by Reyna, which uh, is you know formerly known as Vic and Gab. It's Vic and Gabby Benuelos, um, who've been doing just incredible um, you know pop music for, for years now. Uh, and more kind of in the more synth poppy sort of world as Reina for a few years now, um, less a little bit of the rock stuff. But um, Quarantine Baby is so good because I feel like, you know, they were quietly kind of getting more and more sparse and at the same time more confident in their songwriting and their delivery. And Quarantine Baby is is one of their quietest songs that they've ever done, but also just one of their their most effective um, with this really great wistful guitar, um, you know, melody from from Vic, and uh, you know, Gabby singing kind of you know breathlessly about how she's, she's drinking too much, but she's not sleeping enough, and how uh, the the world is just terrible, <laughs> and 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 kind of asking, <laughs> will we ever laugh like we did in December? Um, you know, it's a really good song that kind of just summarizes the the quiet pain of what we've kind of all been going through. And, and uh, you know they're just excellent songwriters. Also, check out their their uh, their new Home Alone song. It's their new Christmas song, which is one of the more kind of like um, emotionally, romantically, emotionally devastating and brilliant uh, Christmas songs I've heard since probably Last Christmas by Wham. It's just really well done too. Wow, the Wham comparison. Yeah, big shoes. <laughs> <laughs> very different. Very different that. kind of song, but very good. I think. I think just the the emotional longing in that song really reminds me of Wham, with with less of less of the drama. Really great. They're such good songwriters. I wish. I wish they still printed uh, CD singles so we could put that quote on the back of the CD single. <laughs> the emotional longing in the song reminds me of Wham. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you would sell so many of those for four bucks a pop. All right, that is it for this week's episode. Those are 10 songs we love. There are more. You can find all of Piet's music coverage at jsonline.com. I am excited to dig into his lists. I have not seen them yet. Um, Always a fun read. You can find all of our coverage of Milwaukee music at radiomilwaukee.org. And of course, you can find this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tapped In is produced by Kenny Perez. Our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from our members. Thanks to our subscribers too. Piet, I will see you next time on Tapped In. See you next time, Adam.